0: I graduated from a boot camp a year ago and I can't find a job. What am I doing wrong? Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website techinterview.guide and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. So we had an anonymous question come in and it says, I'm at the end of my schooling for a career switch. And um, basically the the gist of of the content is that they have been trained in mobile development as well as some web development. And they've been job hunting for over a year and they haven't gotten any traction. So they've been focusing on Kotlin and Android. I've been putting most of my focus there, haven't found a job. They The school also trained in web development, uh, vanilla JavaScript, SQL, Java, C-sharp.net. That's a lot to say that they taught you Kotlin and Java and C-sharp and JavaScript for both mobile development and web development. Um, it's a pretty big, uh, like that's a lot to take on. A lot of schools are going to focus on fewer technologies so that you have a deeper knowledge in them. Um, and the question goes on to say, I don't know if I can get a job in those since they're not my specialty for the, the, uh, .NET and JavaScript side of things, uh, getting really impatient for a developer job. Um, and I feel anchorless since I've been searching for so long and have so little feedback, The unfortunate part of the interview process in the tech industry is that a lot of companies don't want to give feedback. They're worried that you're going to sue them if they say something that you don't agree with and they don't want the legal hassle. They don't want to appear like they've discriminated against you. And so most companies will just say, well, we're not giving you any feedback. One thing that you could do, though, is ask companies, hey, could I get some feedback on what I did really well in the interview? I'm looking... Uh, for other jobs and so on. And I would like to hear what you thought really stood out about my application and about my interviews. See if they'll tell you the positive things. And then from there, you can sort of discern on your own, like, oh, they all mentioned my coding skill was really, really good. But they didn't say anything about my communication style. They didn't say anything about how I answered behavioral questions. So maybe that's something that I need to work on. Or they told me that I did really well on the communication side, but that's all they told me. So maybe my coding wasn't very good. Like you kind of have to guess a little bit, but if you can get some of that positive feedback from some of the companies about what you did do well, then you can start to hone in on what you didn't do well. And then from there, practice on those things. I'd be curious to know like what kinds of projects you put on there, what kinds of roles have you been applying for? Have you been applying for mostly mobile development level jobs or web development, or have you been trying to apply for all of the above? As a developer myself, um, I went through a job hunt back in December and January, where I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do developer relations or what we call developer advocacy, or if I wanted to be a software engineer, or if I wanted to get back into management. And so I had a resume for all three. And my LinkedIn was all over the place because I was showing experience in all of these things. And actually had somebody give me some feedback and say what do you want to be like what what is the next role that you're going to be because your linkedin shows everything and you need to really focus on what it is that you want and so i would give you a little bit of the same advice do you want to be a web developer then i would focus your projects i would focus your resume i would focus your linkedin on looking like a web developer if you want to be a mobile developer focus everything on being a mobile app developer call yourself a mobile app developer on LinkedIn, um, really highlight those projects that you've built, like whatever mobile apps you've built, or if you want to do the website of it, show me the web applications that you've built. That's how you're going to really stand out to the, to a company instead of saying, look at all these skills I have, because they're going to look at that and go, well, what value does that give to us? Like, yeah, you're kind of not quite a generalist, but you can do a little bit of everything, but they're going to look at that and go, you're new in the industry." You can build like small projects in all of these technologies, but what are you really good at? Like, what do you want to be doing? They're going to want to see some focus from you as far as what do you want to spend your time actually doing? Do you want to just focus on web development? Do you want to focus on just mobile development? If they're like a consultancy shop, um, that might be one avenue for you. And uh, so a consultancy shop is like you know, say I've got a software business and I'm running behind on projects or I want somebody to start a project, I'm going to go hire a consultancy to say, hey, help me get started on this application and then my developers will take it over. Or uh, my developers, you know, I lost a couple of developers this summer and I need some people to come in and help finish this project. And so they do what they call staff augmentation, where basically they would hire you as an employee, the consultancy would hire you as an employee and then sort of rent you out to these other companies that would be one way to utilize having a number of different skills. So if you can show proficiency in C sharp.net and you can show proficiency in Kotlin, building out Android apps, and then Java, if you're doing Java for Android, if you're doing Java for backend, um, you mentioned, uh, some database technology. If you can show, you know, kind of that full stack side of things with a little bit of JavaScript, a little bit of backend, a little bit of database, or just focus on here's here's what I can do for front-end, here's what I can do for kind of that middleware back-end, here's what I can do as a mobile app, also talking to that middleware back-end, um, then those are ways that you can build out those projects to put on your resume in a way that will really stand out to that company um, for a consultancy type of job where you can do a little bit of everything. Coming in as an entry-level dev, they're going to understand that They've got uh, they've got things that they're going to have to teach you and train you, but in those consultancies, you know they're going to be able to utilize your variety of skills much better than somebody who's only coming in that just knows JavaScript and they've only done full stack JavaScript and that's all they know is just that one language, where you've dabbled in a couple of languages, uh, you've got a low level language in uh, in Java, you've got higher level languages in Kotlin, C Sharp, and JavaScript, um, and so you've got kind of both of those worlds. You've got some database, you've got some front end, you've got some mobile. Um, one thing that might look good is if you could build out some sort of like backend API and then build a front end and a mobile app that both consume the same API and go build that as a like a whole scale sort of application. So you've got a, a full stack app, but then you've also got a mobile app where everything's talking to the same backend. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be a gigantic project either, but you can get some elements of all of those stacks and like build one sort of big project of here's how I can tie all of these things together. That also demonstrates a lot of skill, how you deploy all those things and how they all communicate and share data and and so on. Um, like maybe one user logged in on a browser, another user logged in on a mobile device and how they can like chat messages or something back and forth. Like, I don't know, whatever you want to go build there that would stand out to these consultancy type businesses where you would be able to show them that variety. Um, To go work at one particular company, though, you're probably not going to be working on such a wide variety of things, unless it's a very small startup. Startups like people who can do a lot of things. Um, I use this as an illustration, but I consider myself very much a Swiss army knife engineer. I can do a little bit of everything. Am I really, really good at any one thing? I have some strengths, yes. I'm good at algorithmic thinking. I'm good at database design. I'm good at system architecture, and I'm good at Python. Am I good at front-end? No, but I can do it. Am I good at DevOps? No, but I can do it. Am I good at database stuff? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty good at database stuff. And so I can get by with certain skills. And so I make a really good startup employee because I can come in and I can wear a lot of hats. I can do a lot of things. So it really depends on what you want to do. If you want to be that generalist, then I would probably look for either a startup job or try to find a job with these consultancies. Now, both of those jobs have risks, because they're going to put a lot of additional pressure on you as an employee. Because as a consultancy uh, employee, going to work for another person, they're going to be looking at you as if you're an expert on all these things. And if you're fairly new in the industry, that can be uh, a little bit intimidating. And, and it can cause a lot of feelings of imposter syndrome of why am I here? I'm not good enough to do this. You know, They're going to think I'm a fraud. Um, which, which will absolutely come up. I mean, even, even just getting any kind of regular entry-level job, you may still have some of those feelings too. But it depends on your own self-confidence and, and so on and kind of where that lies. So that's a whole other topic of discussion. Um, going and working for a startup can also be stressful because startups tend to be, not always, but tend to be very high-paced and have a lot of activity and there's a lot of pressure to get things done. And sometimes you get overworked unless the company has started with uh, a good sort of work-life balance as a lifestyle within the company. But that also depends on the company and depends on, you know, what they do and how they operate and, and stuff like that. Um, and so it will depend a little bit on where you want to take those skills. Now, going back to your question, if you want to focus on a particular technology, uh, like you mentioned C Sharp and JavaScript, like, can I go get a job with that? Absolutely. Yeah, you can go get a full stack job doing C Sharp.net with some kind of JavaScript on the front end, like an Angular type of, uh, type of framework. You could absolutely go get that job. You could just focus on Angular and front-end uh, work, yeah, or React, or something like that, and just focus on JavaScript. You could do JavaScript full stack and learn a little bit of Node, and just go all in on JavaScript. So I think I think kind of what I'm taking away from your question is you have a you have a breadth of knowledge, but maybe not a depth of knowledge. And something that I've talked about on the stream, and and I've learned this phrase from someone else, something that we call a T-shaped engineer, where you have a, a you know a variety of experience but you go really deep on fewer things. And so go really deep on one technology stack and say I'm going all in on this. I'm going to rebuild all of my projects using this one technology stack because then you can show that you've got good depth of knowledge in that particular technology. So I'm just going to throw out there maybe it's csharp.net. There are a lot of csharp.net jobs out there. Um, but if we want something that's more full stack, then let's let's look at JavaScript. So using JavaScript as an example, you've got all these other skills. You've got some database. You've got some front end. You've got some UI UX. you got some mobile. you got some Kotlin. you got some Java. you got some C Sharp. But you're going really deep on JavaScript. You're just going to redo all of your .NET projects, all the SQL stuff. You're going to use uh, the appropriate languages. And you're just going to go build out Node and Express backends to talk to a JavaScript front-end in whatever your framework of choice is or just vanilla JavaScript, totally up to you. Now, if you still want to dabble in mobile, that's fine. You can still have a mobile app that connects to that same back-end. You're using the same sort of security layers and and so on to pass that data back and forth anyway. Uh, Whether you're going from back-end to front-end or back-end to a mobile app, same sort of transport and same sort of uh, communication security that you want. Um, So it really depends on where you want to take your career. But I think, I think part of what you're facing is you've got this wide breadth of knowledge and maybe less depth, and that might be part of why you're having problems getting through interviews and getting a job. That said, I don't know enough about your resume. I don't know enough about the projects that you've built to know how deep your knowledge actually goes in any particular area. That So that's just my suspicion. It's my my assumption because I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about your background. So my assumption is that you've got this breadth of knowledge and You've been spending this year like job hunting and so on, but what else have you been doing over that year? Have you continued to work on projects? Have you built out other things? Have you learned other technologies? Are you continuing to learn? What else are you doing in that year? Are you doing take-home assignments? Are you continuing to work on mobile? Are you continuing to work on full stack? Um, Because that will play a big part in, in that as well. Having been a technology teacher myself, I've worked with a lot of students where once they graduate, they're like, oh, I'm going to take a break from programming. I need a, I need a rest. And then it takes them several weeks or months to get back into like a regular cadence of programming. Meanwhile, any employer that looks at their GitHub, they see this, this wall of green on their GitHub profile. And then suddenly it all turns gray because they stopped coding for a couple of weeks. And employers are going to look at that and go, what are you doing with your day? Like, are you just interviewing? Or are you like, chilling? Or are you just sitting back, you know, playing video games all day? Or are you watching Netflix all day? Like, how are you spending your day? They want to know that you're continually working on code. And so having some sort of side project where you're just continuously committing to some bit of code, I think can be helpful as well. But again, having not seen your resume and don't know anything about your background beyond what you've shared in, in your anonymous question, um, that's the best sort of answer that I can give you right now. Um, you're more than welcome to send over more whispers to the bot and and give uh, give some more context. So we just got another uh, message in here. I'm continuing to learn. I've done a couple of take-home assignments. Uh, I've worked on my own projects, mostly in Android. Okay. So again, uh, just going just on the text alone. So at face value, I'm continuing to learn. I've done a couple of take-home assignments. You've been interviewing for a year, but you've only done a couple of take-home assignments. Um, I would want to quantify that. Like, have you done two per month? Have you done five per month? Like how many interviews are you actually getting? Are you having problems getting an interview? Um, Or is it a problem getting through the interview? That also matters a little bit as well, as far as like what you need to continue to practice or get better at. Um, So I'm mostly working on Android. So it sounds like you want to focus more on the mobile development side of things, which is great. There's, There's a need for that. There's a use for that. So now we need to figure out, okay, what kind of mobile app do you want to build? What kind of skill do you have building mobile apps? Um, Being kind of this full stack developer, uh, you know, where you've built out, uh, you know, backends as well. You'll have more knowledge than people that have just studied mobile development. You're going to know what needs to happen on the back end and what that communication is and so on. Uh, Another follow-up in chat says you've done two total. So you've done two take-home assignments in a year. So from from a GitHub perspective, you're, I'm guessing your GitHub looks kind of empty. That's probably something you're going to want to fix. So by this point, employers are going to be looking at your resume going, you finished school a year ago, and they see very sparse commits on GitHub. What have you been doing with that time? And so if you can go back and you can like, not not that you want to go back and like cheat the timeline, but you can kind of like reset like when you do get commits. And kind of fill out that, that git commit graph a little bit. So it looks like you've been working on something for a while or just right now, like start doing git commits and, and, and getting some code up on GitHub or Bitbucket or something like that, where people can see that you're actively coding, um, on a regular basis and you're building something out and showing what you're doing with that time, showing what you're building and so on. Um, I'd be happy to do a resume review. If you want to connect with me on the socials, you're welcome to, um, I'll put my social links over here, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Let's chat a little bit more and see if I can, you know, take a look at the resume and, and sort of get a little more context from you as far as like, uh, are you getting interviews and not getting through the interviews? Or are you just not getting interviews? Um, cause when you say you're not getting feedback, that makes it sound like you're getting through the interviews, but then you're getting rejected and not being told why. Um, so I'd like to chat with you a little bit more offline if possible. And, uh, and go from there. Thanks for checking that out. I hope that you found it helpful. I always appreciate feedback, so please let me know what you think. I appreciate any subscriptions, so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well. Check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when I'm live streaming and all of my free content. Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.